When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. We are kicking off our little celebration of Ryan Murphy shows with a discussion about Nip Tuck. And if you have listened to any of our previous episodes or watched our live stream of Glee, because Glee, the actual podcast episode, won't be dropping until after this one, but we did have a live stream you will know that it was very difficult to binge watch this show. I watched this show when it was first on and I knew, I remembered it being wild and then I'd kind of stopped watching it during its last season. And I ended up watching, of course, the series finale this time. But when I watched it live, I would have a week off or months between to kind of digest the show and Rewatching it, it was it it's it was very difficult. It really messed with my mind. I will be honest. <laughs> um, so, but it should be a good discussion. I know we're going. I, I want to say on the offset here, really quickly, uh, trigger warnings because this show. If you've watched this show, you know there's a trigger warning basically for everything in this show. Trigger warn warning for sexual assault. Trigger warning for body image, body dysmorphia. Um, of course, because there's plastic surgeons. So the whole thing <laughs> deals with that. Um, trigger warning for, um, I already said sexual assault. Um, trigger warning for drug abuse. Trigger warning for um, suicide. Trigger warning for homophobia, transphobia. Um, trigger warning for racism. Trigger warning for basically everything. I'm just going to say that flat out. Pretty much anything you can think of would be a trigger for this show. So I just wanted to get that out there too, first off. Okay. And then before I have my lovely panelists introduce themselves, I just wanted to give you a little reminder that we do have our horror trivia event sign up is open right now. So if you'd like to sign up for that, you can either head on over to our social media or click on our link and it's in our little link tree thing. You'll see it. It's the top one there. So come join the fun that kicks off on September 4th. So sign up before it is too late. Okay, so I'm going to have my wonderful panelists introduce themselves. First off, Eli, who I don't think you've been on for, I was trying to remember the last time you were on. It's been a while, but I'm glad to it's, have you back. It's been a while. It has. Yeah. Thanks for having me back, though. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And what are you into right now in pop culture? Oh, God. Just like you, I've I've uh, <laughs> I've had to binge uh, Nip Tuck just to get ready for this. And it, it, like you said, it was it was a tough one. <laughs> 
And I found out that I, I have way too many Legos that, that are stacked up that I've ordered and not put together. So I have some Legoing to do. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Get to work on that Legoing. I will. <laughs> and Pasha. I didn't know Lego was a verb. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it's kind of like um, I always tease and say squatching because you can you can look for a squatch. You can go squatching. You can something can be squatchy and, and <laughs> but it's the all-purpose verb um, board. But anyway, um, well, I'm Pasha, and uh, I have lately been into like Eli said, we've been binge watching Nip Tuck, and other than that, we have <laughs> to fall asleep at night. We watched the most other than the Olympics. We we've watched the most awful, like mind-numbingly, like ancient alien stuff where it pretends to be science and paranormal uh what is it paranormal caught on tape and all these crazy shows that that basically i want to throw stuff at the tv because i'm all like no but ancient alien theorists say yes so there we go <laughs> that's cool awesome and this is aaron and i i've pretty much only been watching ryan murphy shows but i did rewatch. The Scream movies, which we're going to be covering in October. And so that was fun to rediscover. I think that's a great series. Uh, Wes Craven was a master of horror. Uh, rest in peace. So that's been a lot of fun. So I've been watching a lot of dark and twisted stuff, except for Glee. But <laughs> everything I've been watching has been really dark and heavy. So, okay, well, let's get into Nip Tuck. And I wanted to start because there are so many characters that I would have just started with just naming your favorites and least favorites. But I do think it's important to talk about Christian and Sean, um, who of course are the two main guys, the two plastic surgeons, the ones that run their, their little thing. They're like best friends slash. I think they have this deep, weird relationship. I think they have a very unhealthy relationship, frankly, but I want to get your thoughts on Christian and Sean, Eli. And in rewatching, um, I don't know that it really changed it much, but it definitely solidified it. Um, two extremely damaged individuals, right? Um, yep. You were almost trying to root for them, but I mean, in watching them be themselves and in watching them go through things, you just realize how dark and damaged they are, and then you you end up almost rooting for everybody who comes in contact with them instead of them. It's it, mm -hmm. it was, uh, yeah, they are two definitely to damaged individuals in their own way. Yes. Damaged individuals is the best way to describe them. Yeah. And Pasha, your thoughts on Christian and Sean? Well, um, they have a seriously codependent relationship to use that kind of overused buzz term, but it's very true in this case. And uh, they are, both wonderful and awful in, in, in kind of tropey, but, but interesting ways. Um, I was telling Eli that I thought Christian was the bigger kind of schmuck overall, misogynistic, typical schmuck. Uh, but he's honest about it. It's on right there. You know, he might as well be wearing a sandwich board inside and it says asshole on it, you know, but, but, um, <laughs> uh, but whereas Sean is to me, even worse, just because he's very passive aggressive. He's very judgmental, very, um, you know, very overly moralistic and projects his moral 
morals onto most everyone else and, and everything, but he does it in a very, like, like, is it passive aggressive, but in a much more friendly way, he, he puts a bag of velvet around his glove when he punches you, but, um, <laughs> but it's, it's just as insidious to me and, and dishonest. And so I, I'd rather have, I, I'd rather have the honest asshole personally, at least then you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that uh, description of the velvet on the glove before he punches you because yeah. I think Sean is such – he is an absolute asshole. I mean, he mm-hmm. is like – and he becomes more of an asshole as the show goes on. And he mm-hmm. does some disgusting stuff. And the way he treats Julia just in the first season even, he's so controlling and manipulative. Mm-hmm. And he wants – he wants his way or no one, no one else can. I mean, it's basically his way. He wants to control everything. He's a control freak. And he's also misogynistic, but he wants to say he's mm-hmm. not. He's also, right. um, he, it's also sick that he like, he always had so many fantasies about all these really younger girls. And Christian was more upfront about this stuff. And Sean wasn't. And Sean was always like judging Christian, even though he was kind of worse than Christian, only because he would do all this stuff but still take a moral high ground kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm above you. And I just hated him. When I rewatched this, I just despised him. And with Christian, I remember when I first watched this thing, I know I have a thing for characters on shows like Brian from Queers Folk, where I know they're very problematic and they do horrible, awful things, but I feel for them and I like them and I ache for them in a way, you know, which I know is not healthy. Um <laughs> still happens <laughs> and christian was the same way when i first watched this show because i know this show was around the same time as queers folk kind of it lasted beyond that and i did but re-watching it i was like you know i know that you were you know he was sexually abused as a child and i know he's has all of these feelings of you know he doesn't like himself really and he has all this hurt and he really just wants love, but he doesn't know how to love. And so he never, ever changes. I mean, he never changes. He goes through right. little periods where he gets a little bit better. But in the end, he's still the, the last scene you see is basically mirror of the first scene in the bar with Kimber. It's almost yeah. mirrors it. And yeah. so he never changes, never really grows. Although it's interesting watching him with his son. And with any kid, because he becomes this totally different kind of person, he's very fatherly, which is really weird with a character like this. But he does these things like the episode where um, there's a woman who comes in and she's this is right after Kimber has left him. And this woman comes in and he thinks she's ugly. She thinks she's ugly. And he gets a paper bag and makes her wear the paper bag while he has sex with her. And then she comes back again and wants to do it again. And it was so disturbing to watch that. That was so sad. And oh, man. So he is just, he's, I think he's a lot worse than Brian from Queer's Folk because he's kind of in the same realm there, but he's a lot worse because he just never changes. And he treats the way he talks to people and the way he talked to Kimber all the time and the way he talks to everybody. It's just, yeah, they're two really awful people, honestly. <laughs> They're just awful people. There really wasn't much of a character arc for either one of them. Um, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I mean, they had kind of blips occasionally for, for Christian. He would kind of, you know, change a little bit, but he always came back to being the same person he was. 
Yep. Yeah, that's uh, what was so sad. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, at they least they're consistent. Like... That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not even they're not even really anti-heroes. Um, yeah. They don't mm-hmm. do much that's hero. I mean, they do things that definitely have positive impacts on people's lives. But overall, uh, and this may be true to life, the people that are closest to them are the people that they damage the most. And maybe that's, you know, like I said, not that far off from reality, but sometimes you watch TV to escape that kind of reality. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of it felt very trauma porny. Um, Bingo. Yeah. and, and, And it felt yucky. And some of it, of course, was rapey and all that and all the, all the ease that are not necessarily good. But then, then you see, you know, Christian is, is, a pig to all these women and, and they don't deserve it. And he's a complete jackass, but you're right with Wilbur, who was not his biological child. um, He was very tender and really fought for him and uh, fought for what was best for him. And, and, you know, so it it is an interesting dichotomy and I, and I, you know, so you want to think of them as being anti-heroes and, but I don't necessarily know that overall they do much that's heroic Mm-hmm. Um, especially Sean, you know, who's supposed to be the quote unquote palatable good guy, you know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I mean, Sean does some icky, 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 icky things. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, really icky things, mm-hmm. um, especially when they go out to LA and then they move the bis- the practice to LA and all that stuff. I mean, it's just, I mean, they're, the whole show is filled with people who do a lot of morally questionable things. You know, I would say the majority of characters on here are not really well. And, you know, a lot of them have a lot of problems and issues. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why it's so hard to watch this show because it's so much. It's like basically just getting your eyes are just assaulted Mm -hmm. and your your hearing and everything is assaulted with all of these dark and twisted images, like constantly and words. And it's like never really lets up i the only thing i can think of is in when they do go to la and then they're they kind of do they have that one episode where they're doing the reality show (laughs) and that one was kind of funny that was like (laughs) kind of lighten it up for just a little bit but then right into the heaviness again it's just like never never ends never lets up so I want to talk about the other characters because there are a ton mm. of other characters in this show. Some that are around for basically the whole thing, like Julia and Matt, who is Sean and Christian's son, really, and yeah. Julia's, which, I mean, how you could not know from the get-go that that was Christian's son. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, talk about perfect casting. Um, you know, and you had, a, and Kimber, of course, who was a very tragic character herself. So I want to talk about those and just any other characters you want to mention, um, Eli. Two of my favorite characters. Um, I always rooted for Liz. Um, she was always the one that you always mm-hmm. wanted to come out of every situation because she was put into so many horrific spots that were, you know, no fault of her own. Um, so I always pulled for Liz. Um, and um, Escobar Gallardo, who ended up kind of becoming Sean's little devil, you know, his, his little angel and devil on his, on his shoulder for a while. And, um, I just love the recurrence of that character. I mean, he was he, he was despicable. He was a, just a horrible person. But the way that the, 
that Sean interacted with him when, when he was kind of, you know, when he, they thought that he was dead and he was having these scenes where he would come in and he would just be the devil on his shoulder and talk through things. Um, I just love that character development and that entire, I, I love him in a lot of things, but I, I just think he did a great job in this one. Um, and, and like I said, Liz, you just, I mean, f- from the very beginning when she's caught up in that, the, the very first, very first uh, episode, she was caught up in this stuff and, you know, she never did anything wrong. She was always there for everybody and I just always kind of pulled for her, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then Pasha? A very minor character, but I thought was hilarious. I always delighted every time she would come on screen, was Linda the nurse. She cracked yes. me up, just the <laughs> eye rolls and everything. And I know that she was not a character at all. She never had her own story. You never knew anything about her. But just her reaction, in a way, it was almost like, the Greek tragedy that 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 the chorus that kind of transitions between the audience and the and the actors it, it's almost like she would be one of us they're just yeah. in there rolling her eyes going oh my god um so I, I know she wasn't a, actually a character character but I every time she came on screen it, I knew that it was it was going to be something pretty funny or, or cool yeah I mean obviously the whole cast is full of a bunch of unlikable people and you just feel sorry for any if any, if there were a kid on there you would just feel so bad <laughs> any kid good lord yeah just of course I wish they could have done more with uh of course me being a gisher and all that uh uh with Misha Collins <laughs> yeah everybody knows that famous yeah <laughs> my god i about died first of all i'm like i don't remember him being that limber and (laughs) that was the funniest thing ever oh my god knowing everything you know now years later but of course kimber i always kind of rooted for a lot of these characters like matt like kimber uh like a lot of these characters even even in the finale ava was just like I'm not the monster. I'm the victim of this monstrous system. A lot of them, like you said, Christian had been sexually abused. Sean had been abandoned by his father. So they all have kids stuff, but we all, when they were from a, from a childhood, but we all have had that stuff in real life. And it's almost like um, he took the mirror and like cranked it up or something and, and, and blew everything way out of proportion, but it wasn't, too far from what people go through in real life in a lot of ways at least you know for people I've known but but as far as characters I liked definitely Linda I know that she's not really a character character but she just cracked me up and when they did the um the uh infomercial and she cameos in there as the as the uh their supposed patient that it had vaginal rejuvenation I was just I was just like laughing and she's like what was it? She said that uh, her partner considered her husband called her hoo-ha uh, roast beef sandwich. Yes. Or something. That's exactly <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. So yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. And I think she definitely is a stand in for the audience because yeah. I mean, if, of all the characters and yeah, I'll, I'll echo Liz. I think of all the characters, Liz is the most compassionate, most caring character on the show. And the most real character. And she's just kind of wrapped up in this world that, you know, there's a part of her that hates what she does. She hates that she's part of this world. She hates that she's part of plastic surgery. Uh, She kind of changes her mind a little bit later on. I think when she becomes a partner, you know, in season six and they make her a partner and that she sees it from a different 
angle. And then that whole thing where she marries Christian and that whole thing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But their friendship was actually kind of interesting to watch grow because they despised each other in the beginning of this show. And then I think they became really good friends. And then she kind of realized, she's like, you know, if I stay in your orbit, I'm going to die. I'm going to drown and lose myself. And I think a lot of people realized that with Christian. And I think that was the thing is that, you know, he was like destined to be alone almost because he didn't Mm -hmm. know how to be a regular to treat people with care, except for Wilbur really was the only one and Matt on occasion, but you know, and then Matt, you know, Matt, I try to like Matt, but he's just really, he's just like, yeah, he's, he was screwed from the get-go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, is, is, is he the monster? Is he the victim and the product of this monstrous system? I think it's honestly a little of both. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, the sh- I was asking Eli when he was, like, had to go through the Nazi stuff and then had that was kidnapped and almost, you know, with the, with the, the, the trans woman and, and they... You know, and I was like, Eli, is he still supposed to be in high school? Yep. So I, I mean, <laughs> a kid who has to go through all that and then winds up, you know, addicted to drugs and and robbing convenience stores. Kind of, what did you expect in a weird way? But in the other ways, you know, it's just like, he's yeah, it's it's very cringy. I think Matt, you'll want to like him so much, but. He, in the end, he has very little redeeming quality at all. I yeah, think. and and then he ends up, you know, leaving with Ava, who Ava said she doesn't even love him, and he's like, "Well, I'll settle for that. You're the best I'm gonna get," kind of thing. And I'm just like, "Okay, well, maybe it'll work. I don't know. Who knows?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll definitely get into discussing Ava because I think it's important to discuss on this show, and we'll get into it here shortly the way this show handles representation, because this is a big thing we have to talk about with Ryan Murphy on every episode that we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about this because he's very hit and miss. He's gotten better in some things and then still bad in other things. So yeah, this was definitely his testing ground where he made a lot of stumbles, (laughs) but in case you didn't know, I just want to point out with that Misha Collins, I just want to say in case you didn't know about this episode, this is an episode where he comes in, he's the patient, he's the main, you know, every episode is titled with one of the patient's names and he came in and he, his penis was too long. And so he was addicted to basically because he was so limber, he could give himself a blowjob and he would never stop. So he wanted them to shorten his penis so he would stop giving himself blowjobs. So in case you didn't know, I mean, everyone who's watched Supernatural, I think, knows about this. Because if they're Misha Collins fans, they know about it. So, yeah. Oh, and I want to say, I forgot Bradley Cooper was in the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he oh, was, my God. He was such an so asshole, funny. but he was so mm-hmm. Funny. I have to say, he was really funny, even though he was a complete <laughs> dick. But <laughs> every, like, every oh, time he would, yeah, every time he would end end a scene, I would say, "Ladies and gentlemen, presenting Academy Award, Bradley <laughs> Cooper." And Eli was just laugh and laugh because, uh, yeah, I mean, he 
because you know the caliber of acting he's capable of doing, you know that he totally camped this up and boy, did he. So. Yes, some of those scenes where he would be playing, you know, he's playing a plastic surgeon on a show that's loosely supposed to be like a takeoff on the show, <laughs> Nip Tuck. And the way he would end some of those scenes was pretty hilarious. I mean, it was a, over the over the top acting and the, <laughs> the campiness was pretty, pretty awesome. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so I want to know, I know this show is very hard to watch. We've all said this. It's very, it was very hard to binge. Are there any scenes, though, that you enjoyed, that you liked, Eli? <laughs> oh, God. Um, wow, it was so many tough ones, and I'm trying to think of a good one. Um, I, I think it, it always goes back to the pilot, uh, with them tying the hams to that body, the very first scene, or mm-hmm. the, 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 the very first episode, how it ends. Um, that's just iconic, and I, I had forgotten that they mimicked it later on um, and actually did it again, so it was just... That was probably one of the most iconic scenes for me is them strapping the hams to, to get rid of the body. Yeah. yeah. And Pasha, do you have any? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's tough for me to watch nowadays for, for personal reasons, but stuff with Peter Dinklage in it. I mean, he, he, maybe it's typecasting, but he's so excellent in delivering those wise yet very direct uh, monologues, you know, <laughs> he's just, he's just really good at it. I, I, I wonder if, if sometimes it gets into that stereotype of someone being handicapped or even uh, black, for instance, the magic black character or whatever they expect for the uh, people who are handicapped or different in some way to have some sort of extra insight and wisdom that everybody else wouldn't have. And so I mix feelings about that because it makes people a little more approachable in real life. You might not feel as, you know, I don't know. It's, it's that it's, it's a, it's a weird, interesting thing for me. So anything he's in, of course, I love. Um, And yeah, like, like Eli said, so much of it was so tough that it was hard to find things that were really uh, good. I really, it wasn't a specific scene, but the fact that Christian was not able to seduce the nun, <laughs> I was yeah. really, I, I really liked that there was somebody, you know what I mean? That, that uh, in the end, uh, you know, it was one of those m- momentary redeeming things about Christian, but at the same time, you fully expected in that, in that episode for her to give in. And the fact that she didn't, even though it wasn't a specific scene, I really liked that. I really thought that that was, that was good to see that there are, normal people out there <laughs> that somehow wind up a patient or on the show in some way. I mean, uh, <laughs> so yeah. 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 I always liked when Christian would get called on mm-hmm. his bullshit uh, and when he would actually listen to it. And I, I do want to say, I think the performance, um, why am I forgetting his name now? But I, I think, I think the performance is really good actually because there are some moments when when Christian in when Christian in, in season one, he's in the church 
And it's right after I think they, they discovered that they did the work on that priest and they didn't, they didn't know it was the priest and they yeah. did that work um, to remove mm-hmm. a mark on his penis because mm-hmm. he knew that all these people that were, that all these children that were coming forward and saying he had molested them. And he knew if they could see that, that, I mean, and watching Christian deal with the guilt over that because of his own sexual abuse that he had suffered as a child and the scene in the church where Sean is there and he tells Sean and he's never really told anybody. I don't think I got the feeling he hadn't, but he tells Sean what happened and him breaking down and that moment of vulnerability, I thought, was so beautifully done and so beautifully performed that even though I, I don't think he's a good guy at all, right. I you could feel for him and the pain and the hurt. Uh, Julian McMahon, sorry, who is Australian, by the way. So he does such an amazing American accent. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah, so he's Australian. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think he did, Julian, it's, uh, the vulnerability in Christian so well. He put that in there because, mm-hmm. especially with kids, because, you know, when Wilbur turned out not to be his, you would think logically that that would mean Christian would just go, okay, bye-bye. I don't have to have anything to do with this kid. But instead, he wanted to fight for this kid that was not his, which says about the potential that he might have had. So seeing those scenes well, they were great. They also could be sad on the other hand, because you know, there's potential there for him to actually be not just an asshole, but he doesn't want to follow that potential. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like I said, all the scenes with Bradley Cooper, I think pretty much, especially in the first couple of episodes are just hilarious because he's just, he's just such an asshole, but he's so funny. And he just builds the camp up so much that he's a Easier to stomach asshole than the other assholes on the show, mm-hmm. frankly. So yes, yeah, so those those are those are some. I mean, it's hard to choose a scene that I actually like in this show. That's what's so sad is it's just like a lot of pain and trauma because I'm sure I had on here what our least favorite scenes were, but I think what I'll do is we'll just kind of talk about that with if the show went too far because I think those kind of combine together uh, because. It sounds like we could probably list. Yeah, Pasha, you want to jump in? Oh, I, I thought of a scene that I liked. <laughs> Eli was talking about the um, the actor that played uh, Escobar. The the mm-hmm. and in real life, I, I see. I'm having. I can't remember actors' names today either. In real life, he was a gang member and had, was covered in tattoos and da 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 da, and got into acting in real life that saved him from, well, and, and now he has a whole nonprofit where he works with kids and, and he's gotten a lot of people, a lot of really good work. He works within the uh, specifically me- Mexican community uh, with their gang members that have lots of tattoos and stuff like that and gets them uh, roles on TV shows and stuff. And, and that's what he does in real life. And so when he said he wanted to be an actor, I think, I think, I honestly think I shot soda out of my nose laughing so hard at that because I knew because only because I knew in real life what the situation was so that's kind of cool that's awesome I didn't know that that he started but that's really cool that's really cool yeah yeah because I think I mean I think his character in and of itself is a stereotype as well but right uh, yeah (laughs) a lot of the characters are but yeah so that's that's awesome here and he's a great actor too I want to say I think most of the performances in this show are pretty pretty spectacular really and i think it must have been hard i would think as an actor to be in this show 
um, just because of some of the stuff that must have been required for you, depending on the character you're playing. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about representation uh, because I think that's very important to talk about in this show because this show has been criticized a lot about this is where it's been criticized the most is the representation. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what you think the good was, the bad was, and the stereotypes basically, Eli. Oh, elephant in the room. We talk about nip tuck, right? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, just because you have a, uh, one of the lead characters who's gay and you deal with gay issues almost every episode doesn't mean you're doing it right. Um, and this show really missed the mark. I mean, yeah, th th this was, you know, th this was 18 years ago, um, but it did not hold up very well at all um, in the rewatching. Um, the blatant transphobia yeah. um, was, was painful. Yeah, it was, it was really tough. Um, God, there's so many, so many, so many, uh, so many different storylines with that. Um, Ava being one of them. Um, that it just, it was such a stereotype and it was, the, these were just the, the worst possible characters um, that were being raised up and then the beatings and the, it's okay because they're trans. So we just kind of, you know, we just pushed that episode away. Um, it was really tough to rewatch. It was, it, it was, it was painful. Yeah. Yeah. And Pasha. Well, I think a lot of the time, one of the, biggest issues I've had even with horror movies is that how they classify if you are different sexually in some way that automatically is going to turn you into a serial killer and they really did that like a lot with the carver and then in, in the end when it turns out that um oh like I said I'm having a problem with names but I actually have known a few people that have had that that type of issue where they are even raised uh, female and even medically have been altered to, to look more female, but hormonally they're more male. But anyway, just to turn that character into a serial killer seemed a little eh, icky that, that they kind of hinged a lot of that on uh, issues around genitalia. Mm -hmm. And if somehow your, your sexual organs were different whether that be, you know, a, a trans situation or even medically different in some way, uh, that's going to turn you into a bad person or a serial killer or whatever. And then when they they hurt trans people, you know, they didn't. And even just the language that they used, and and they kind of hung a lantern on it. Oh, it's just Christian saying his typical homophobic, you know, whatever, anti-lesbian, whatever, blah 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 blah. After a little while, you're like. No, <laughs> that's, that's just not, it's still not okay to be putting that stuff out there. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, it was, it was, and, and, and just that homosexuality still seemed to be quote unquote wrong throughout the, the series, uh, especially between the two main characters. They obviously had this complicated relationship that was not necessarily homoerotic, but they turn it in something that really felt very homoerotic, mm -hmm. but that was considered bad. And that for instance, Christian goes overboard and redecorates his apartment and, and Sean walks in and says, why do you have a big statue of a dick in your corner? And he's like, Oh, you know, and, and that just that anything that would even resemble being gay in some way was bad. 
you know, by either of the main characters. And, and that was just kind of a common theme throughout, even though they would have very likable uh, gay characters like Liz. I mean, that's, she's everybody's favorite character. Everybody is rooting for Liz. I, I did too. But, but at the same time, they just, it was, like you said, it was hit and miss. I mean, like in, in, within the same episode, it would be super yeah, hit yeah. and miss. And um, so it was, it, the show, you know, one thing you can say is that it was very layered and complex, which can be a good thing. But and then there are some things that you need to kind of just be a little more, I don't know, certain things, if they don't need to be in there applicable to the storyline and they do it just for shock factor, and it's really obvious that it's just for shock factor or just for, um, just to, just to have it in there, just to, somehow reinforce that their characters are assholes. We get it. Their characters are assholes. They don't have to say all that stuff. Um, but I don't know. I, I can see why they did it. But it's, after a little while, it's kind of like applying a hint with a sledgehammer, you know? Yeah. So it's like, we get it. They're straight. So that's okay. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's very, you know, and Ryan Murphy is, is a gay man. Yeah. An out gay man. Yeah. But a lot of people do say with Ryan Murphy that he has a lot of internalized homophobia and he puts it on the screen. And granted, I think some of his shows did better when we talked about we've already recorded the Glee episode. So I will say we talked about this on Glee when we did the Glee episode and because they do have a trans character in in Glee and they do have an episode where the character has transitioned and they have this scene where they have a choir and they're, it's a really beautiful scene actually. And they have the choir and the choir singing and every single member of that choir is a trans man or woman and who has either fully transitioned or is in the pop process of transitioning. And it's actually a really beautiful scene. And you can kind of see that maybe hopefully Ryan Murphy learned that when he made all these errors in nip tuck that he needed to kind of atone for them i mean he still made missteps in glee okay i mean it it wasn't a trans actor who was playing this character so that is a misstep of course but the fact that he did include the choir that was a good thing i think that was a really it was a beautiful scene in an otherwise forgettable season it was a very beautiful scene but overall he really I don't think he knows how to do this right and correctly without also being showing some of his own phobias that he must have his own internalized homophobia, his own transphobia, because he does things in every show he does. I know we'll talk about it when we talk about American horror story. Cause I think he does it there too, mm-hmm. where he, thinks he's doing something groundbreaking, but he's really not. He's actually kind of, I don't know, making it worse in a way. Like I think with Nip Tuck in the first season, you had Sophia Lopez. And I mean, I think that was a little bit better than the other representation, a lot better. And yeah, Yeah. Ava was so awful because of the fact that, I mean, the performance was great, but her character was trigger warning for incest. She was sleeping with her son and had been sleeping with her son. And the fact that they made her trans to me, it was just like, you didn't have to do that. You could have just made her this really messed up, screwed up person, but to do that 
basically plays into all stereo these stereotypes that trans men and women are out there to get your children. And that plays completely into that. And it was just really disgusting. And then also with the Carver, there was no need to bring any of that other stuff in. You could have just made this character the serial killer, but you didn't have to bring anything in there about, well, once again, trigger warning for incest. The show is obsessed with incest. I just want to yeah. say. Uh, oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 And I, that might be a thing with Ryan Murphy because I think there's some American horror story episodes mm-hmm. that are kind of like that too. And then, yeah, but you know, to bring that in, to bring the fact that, you know, to, to bring his sexuality, to bring any issue that he had with um, the with how he was born and what he looked like. And to bring that into it was another way to bring in a phobia. And it just was so disturbing that he was almost seemed obsessed with this, obsessed with doing that. And then he would try to do things that made him seem like he was okay. Like when Matt befriended i can't remember her name who i can't remember her name at all i wish i could remember it was cherry wasn't it cherry something mm-hmm. yeah cherry, and yeah. cherry yeah and so he brings in the character of cherry and you think okay maybe he's trying to bring in a character with better representation but then of course he has to have the hate crime in there and he has to have that whole scene where matt has to cut his penis off and it was just horrendous and you didn't need to do that and then right. to I, I don't know. It was just like this way of like, I'm going to show all this representation. I'm going to go far and show all these different, you know, people from different walks of life, but I'm also going to shit on them the whole time. It's just, that's not how you do representation. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you put people in there doesn't mean you're doing representation. It's the way you do the representation, you know? And I think there were issues with every kind of rep- every representation they put in here. There's, you know, lots of racism in this show, uh, lots of stereotypes in this show, lots of misogyny, like tons of misogyny. I mean, <laughs> the whole show, yeah. I so, mean, that kind of comes with yeah. plastic surgery, I think, but still, it's, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it, yeah, I read this article while I was watching this and I should have pulled it up. And it's basically someone just listing all the horrible things that, <laughs> with the show and every other paragraph. She's like, oh gosh, I hate this show so much. And then they did this. <laughs> Uh-huh, but kept watching it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember the first time I loved this show. I think too. I I have to admit, I think I quit watching it in season five. But uh I think they had really jumped the shark when they moved everything to California, but that's just a personal opinion. Uh but yeah, I, I yeah, I I just I don't know. What do you think, Eli? It was great to have they had at least four or five different trans storylines, but like we've mentioned, every single one of them turned out to be a murderer, serial killer, or some kind of an, some kind of an abuser. Um, that they weren't just regular characters. So yeah, it's great to have representation to have trans characters, but when you make them all serial killers and abusers, that doesn't help. Yeah, not yeah, all of them were, but no. but most all of them. Like Sophia yeah. was great, but then Sophia disappeared. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and to be fair, the straight characters had to deal with a lot of murder and stuff too, but they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Eli's right. The, mm-hmm. Usually if it was a trans character, especially toward the end, it seemed very sensational to make them uh, the, the villain. 
and not just yeah. the villain, but like creepy, gross villain. <laughs> so yeah, or just show a lot of abuse heaped mm-hmm. onto them, like with Candy. Just let's just oh, show yeah. a lot of abuse. Oh, and yeah. the scene where, um, because after Matt beats up Candy, because he beats up Candy because he's dealing with his feelings around Ava, or and. Then um, Candy and her friends go after Matt and beat Matt up and all that and pee on him and stuff. Um, I think that was also horrible because even though I think Ryan Murphy probably was thinking, okay, I'm going to give them their power and they're going to have power. They're going to take their revenge. No, the way they showed it just made it seem like they were horrible too. And it's like, uh, it just really bothered me so much the way he did that and also a big issue and this is an issue with a lot of shows now and everything is shows seem to be very afraid of bi characters they just do not want to have bi characters Uh like with julia when she started dating a woman in season five and they just kept saying she was a lesbian now i'm like no there's bi people exist (laughs) she doesn't have i mean it just (laughs) but that's an issue with pretty much across the board with yeah. almost every every show out there and movie out there sadly even today that's still an issue but i'm like you pasha i loved this show when this show was first on i watched it i was excited about every episode i thought it was just amazing and then i stopped watching it because i thought it just it just went too far i think and it just got old and so i'd never seen the, the way it wrapped up until i rewatched it but yeah, it, but rewatching it, I'm like, God, this is an awful show. <laughs> I think this I'm, is the first one we've done where I truly, of all the episodes we've done, that I'm trying to think of that I, where I really don't think there's any redeeming aspect to this show, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to agree. I mean, we've done a few rewatches, and it, this is the first one where it's, it's really not been enjoyable. It, it's been a fun mm-hmm. watch because it, it's been reminiscent in some things and. You know, it's brought back some, some fun memories of years ago, but this was a tough one. And we would mm-hmm. talk about it being, you know, transphobic and and misogynistic, um, extremely, extremely rapey. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And how they dealt with HIV and even with mm-hmm. the drug use and with everything else that didn't, it, it was, yeah. I will say one thing about the HIV that, that I was kind of impressed with. Um, it was the first time in, in a long time, and it hasn't happened much even since then, that you have a straight woman who's HIV positive. Well, she um, wasn't straight. But... Well, yeah, so you, you, you had a woman who was, yes, she was very sexual, but she wasn't, um, it wasn't a gay man. So that, you know, that in and of itself. Now, Gina has a list a mile long of, of, of her own problems and character flaws, but... It was, you know, and, and then of course she's she's literally murdered by Christians. So um, that, that character had its own problems to begin with. But the fact that that she was she was the one who was HIV positive and not just some random gay character who they then threw off the you know the the, um, the show a few episodes later. Um, the fact that she was on there and they talked about her being HIV positive for seasons and seasons what was it was there. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. And her 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 death though. Oh my gosh, her death. She died. Christian and her were having sex, and he, he didn't mean to push her off the, but he pushed her off the building, and then of course framed it as her killing herself. 
I mean, that was like, that was just, <laughs> I was like, okay, what more are you going to do on this show? I mean. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Yes. So I want to talk about that now because we've already discussed how we pretty much all don't like this show. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, it's true. I know. know. When I put this on the schedule, I didn't put it on because of that. I was just like, well, we're going to talk about Ryan Murphy. So let's talk about the show that really kind of kicked it off. I mean, he did do Mm -hmm. popular before this, but this kicked him off. Uh, And it really, you can see, parts of this show in American horror story and American crime right. story, of course, which are better, much better than this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was so, I was so excited to rewatch this. And as I got into yeah. it, I was like, Oh, 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 wow. Yep. This oh, bad. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. And so many moments where you're just like, wait, did they really just do that? It's just like, okay. So I want to talk about that because this show, of course, like I said in the beginning, basically trigger warnings for everything you can possibly imagine because this show has everything you can possibly imagine. I mean, really, it does. You know, it has everything from, you know, like we've already said, it's got this weird obsession with incest. And then it also has even necrophilia. I mean, and the necrophilia they had, they had to throw in that it was incestuous, at this, which was just like, it's like, okay, so we're going to throw this in, but we, d- we have to double down on even this. It's just, um, so I want to know, <laughs> and I'm sure I, I think I already know the answer to this, but Eli, do you think the show went too far? <laughs> um, absolutely. Um, and a lot, like I said, I mean, yes, she was trying to push kind of push the genre a little bit and kind of trying to make that, that, that TV that, you know, had to be watched. Um, but I, I, I think you're right. I, I think that there's an awful lot of internalized uh, homophobia and transphobia that, that really came across on the screen. Yeah, definitely. And Pasha. I think when they were writing every single sentence, they said, how can we fail the Bechtel test? <laughs> every sentence that having so i think it was very it was a super sausage fest it was all about penises i mean just from beginning to end. but you know he he ryan murphy he, that's part of his shtick and that's fine it's it's that that was not really what made it as offensive to me i mean the whole thing was super cringy super rapey uh they made it very clear on one hand that that child molestation was not good that it was bad that it damaged people blah 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 and then the next sean's having an affair with his you know very teenage very young still in high school uh kid and made it look like it was this love and super and super sexy and romantic and da 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 da. and 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 you were almost rooting for it to work out in a sick twisted way and then you're like wait a minute no because honestly if that was my kid i would you know yeah it was there was it was like i said eli was able to watch the thing from beginning to end straight through 
I could not do it. There were many times where I had to say, I'm sorry, I'm out. Or I would have to say to him, I am sorry, I've got to fast forward through this part. I really don't want another rape scene. <laughs> And and not just specific rape scenes, but there were so many things that, I mean, were rape-y, just super, like, in, intimate, ooty, yucky feeling, you know, you want to go take a cold shower after, well, not a cold shower, but, you know, you just want to go, bleh, wash, yeah. because it feels so yucky to sit and watch, even if it's just somebody leaning in and whispering in somebody's ear, the way they do it, it was deliberately made rapey. And, and that was no, the, the whole thing was super well acted, which is why it was so effective. I mean, it, it was well written. It was well acted. Uh, but you know that they were just like, okay, we want to make this feel rapey. And after a little while, I'm like, okay, I get it. That's, that's, that, that's enough. You know, people talk about things like Game of Thrones and stuff being super rapey. Well, this to me felt even worse because every other episode, there was some scene that felt violating yeah so yeah there were that yeah i would have to take a break i'd be like okay i'm gonna go we'll do this for a second you know mm -hmm. yeah well last night when i was nearing or in the afternoon because that's pretty much what i've been doing this weekend is prepping for this <laughs> and then prepping for next uh weekend's recordings um so like i said i'm drowning in ryan murphy content <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot a lot <laughs> yeah but you know because yesterday i was like okay i've watched this before so i don't think i it's cheating if i just skip ahead to the series finale because i was like i can't i just can't i have all these episodes left to watch but i just can't do it it's just too much on my psyche it's too much pain and you know with the sex scenes None of them are sexy. That's what I want to say, which is uh -huh. incredible because this show is so wrapped up in sex and none of them are sexy. Like mm -hmm. I'm thinking to, you know, like I know I mentioned all the time, but whatever. I love the show. Queer as Folk, which has its own issues as well. But Queer as Folk with their sex scenes, those they have a lot of sex in them, but those sex scenes are very sexy. They're very attractive. They don't feel dirty like these sex scenes all feel dirty because they have some of them have that rapey element to them other times it just feels like you're watching these really sick individuals who are not healthy and they're taking out all of i'm mainly talking about sean and christian here but they're taking out yeah. all of their anger and their self-hatred on these vessels for lack of a better yeah. word because i don't think they think of them as humans it's yeah. just like here i'm gonna fuck you and mm -hmm pour all of my hatred and my anger into you. And so it's not sexy at all. There's right. no, I can't think of a single sex scene throughout it, all the six seasons that actually is sexy. <laughs> it kind of reminds me in American Horror Story where he says he talks about, he, where the one character says that he masturbates every day and cries. And I'm like, yeah. it's really not, he, essentially they're using these women as, as hand substitution, but they're just receptacles and they're not, they're not people. They're not even women. They're just receptacles, a hand substitution. And I think they even, I think that didn't Brooke Shields play a therapist in one of but And I think she actually says that specifically yeah. when you, the way you're having sex with these women, uh, they're not, you're not with them. They're just a substitution for your hand. Yeah. So. Or in Misha Collins case, a yoga position. <laughs> yoga position 
It's true though. Yeah. And I will say, you know, we did polls on both NipTuck and Glee and Glee got tons of responses and our mm -hmm. NipTuck one didn't really. And I think it's because the question was, who's your favorite character? And I put like, I put Christian, uh, Sean, Julia and Matt on there. And Christian is the only oh. one that got any votes and Christian yeah. won them all, oh, <laughs> but it wasn't even that many. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, comment if you want someone else, but no, nope. yeah. So I think a lot of people have grown to hate this show. <laughs> That's my feeling. Every person I've talked to about this, that I was watching this was like, oh my gosh, that show, that show is a lot. That show is so much. It's just, mm -hmm. yeah. I had absolutely amazing memories of the show, you know, a couple of weeks going back about two, three weeks. I had nothing but the oh, God, that show is amazing. I remember looking forward to it every week. And I watched it every week live, and it was just amazing. And as I went through and watched and watched and watched, I was like, oh, my God, what? It just it, – it, it somehow kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse <laughs> as it went on and more incestuous. And the it was just like this bad TV novella where everybody was having sex with everybody, and it was just this – God, it was, it was exhausting and, and, and painful. Even poor Liz got sucked into it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very pa painful is the right way to describe it. Yeah, it was a very interesting experience because even yeah. with other shows that I've rewatched for this show, for our podcast, even if I didn't like them this, as much as I did or I saw characters different, this is the first time, honestly, that I've rewatched yeah. a show that I loved that I now I hate it. I just absolutely yeah. hated it. I was like, this is the most miserable experience watching this show. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'd rather watch something else that I hate than watch this. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, oh, yeah, yeah. I hadn't even thought of it that way. Well, just because, it, like I said, for me, I actually had a physical reaction. I felt yucky in my body. Mm -hmm. I was watching it going, you know, and and like I said, they people try to build them as the, you know, Christian and Sean as anti-heroes, but I don't really see them doing much heroic. I don't see them doing having many redeeming qualities at all. And like I said, Sean even is worse to me than Christian just because, mm -hmm. you know, because yeah. he was, he wasn't as honest about it with himself and with others. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And I mean, he, I mean, he tried to in the, in the first season, you know, when he's like, I want to do pro bono work and do all this pro bono work. But at the same time, it wasn't like he was like this really – at the same time, you'd watch the way he would belittle Julia at every turn. And I just – and, I, you know, I don't think Julia is necessarily the greatest person either. But the way he belittled her, I wanted to punch him all the time because just the way he talked to her was so disgusting and dehumanizing. And he didn't want her to have any of her dreams. And he didn't want her to have any body autonomy. And he didn't – I mean, he just didn't care. And – the way he would on one hand, you know, when, when his daughter started having body dysmorphia issues, which I mean, no shocker there with the life right. she's growing up in, but when she started having that and at the same time, he's dating that actress that also has body dysmorphia issues. And the way he talked to her was so crappy when he oh, found right. those M&M bags oh, in her bed. God. And I'm like, you mm -hmm. fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hate him so uh -huh. He's just like one yep. of the worst characters that's ever been on TV. Yes. So congratulations, Ryan Murphy. You. <laughs> so I mean, I don't think. I mean, if you if we want to, we can talk about the series finale and how it wrapped up. But 
only if you have any other thoughts on that, Eli. <laughs> oh, uh, not one of my favorite endings. You know, I mean, it's it's nice that they all kind of sat and had their last meal, and they got to show everybody sitting side by side. But I mean, there were still twists up until halfway into the last episode, so it just <laughs> kept things going and going and going, and then and then to end it, you know, kind of truly how it all began with his, with him meeting his next Kimber. Just kind of Kimber. <laughs> it, it just exactly. kind of. It, it really just kind of tied it all in that, you know, that nobody has changed in, in this show in, in, in six years. Mm-hmm. That Christian is still the exact same, um, exact same horrible person, self-hating person that he was, even after dealing with breast cancer, that he was six years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And Pasha? Well, of course, being an Asian woman... <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering how you felt. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, come on!" the whole time, you know. Um, the 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 fakey accents that they had them. The, the the it was it was fairly uh, maybe because I know Asian accents really well. It's how what I grew up around. Uh, I could tell that they were very westernized actresses that did not have that there was, it was just, it's just as much having an accent as us as an American doing a British accent or just anybody else. It has more to do with language than even genetics, but it was just, it was just, yeah, that was that, that to me of course was super yucky. I was just like, come on guys, you haven't done enough with this show with all the stereotypes and perpetuating all this bullshit. And then, um, and then this, and, and in a way the consistency, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they they haven't grown much as people. Uh, you, at the end, to be totally honest with you, because there was no, I, I know a lot of shows they they really applaud them for not having any big revelations or anything like that. But because the show was so icky feeling in general, by the end the consistency didn't feel um, satisfying it to me it just felt like i that like oh i wasted all this time and there was actually not even any character development <laughs> at the end i'm just like i sat through all that and through the, all that yuckiness and in the end there was no payoff of any sort whatsoever other than to say that they're basically still all the same awful people i could see they were trying to make sean turn into this good guy again but i'm like i don't know at what point in time does having sex with very young women being completely controlling and an asshole about, you know, and, and, and material and, and misogynistic, but, but also, you know, his issues around his son's pterodactyly and, and, and everything is just like, I don't know that that redeemed him just because he was going off with this baby that he now says is his son. And I, I don't know. It didn't have any, 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 resolution that felt satisfying to me i was just like eh, it's just all pretty much everybody's still just as damaged and just as effed up and they're going to keep on hurting people and that's but they did that throughout the show for instance with the carver he and his sister just kind of yeah. traipse off and that's you know and and they get away with it you know so i don't know if that was a message that he was trying to send that in the end people are awful and they're just going to continue to be awful or or what but yeah I I just I I have to admit I was just like huh it it would feel I don't know if that it would feel any better though if 
suddenly they had these divine revelations mm -hmm. and they changed completely. So the whole thing, the season was finale for me felt like the whole freaking series after rewatching it. Like Eli said, we were so stoked uh, to rewatch this. It was great that, that he and I both loved the show so much. And we we're like, yay. At about two episodes, three episodes in, we're all both like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so to me, the finale was just like the whole show. I was just like, ew, you know? <laughs> it's, the whole show just leaves you the feeling of not not even, huh, just ew, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. For me. No, I totally agree. And ending it with Christian oh. finding his new Kimber <laughs> and uh -huh. using the exact same lines that he did on Kimber in the very first episode of the series was just like, stupid it was stupid i mean it fit the character whatever but it was still kind of like okay so what was the point of this whole show there was absolutely mm -hmm. no point of this show except for to show mm -hmm. how awful and horrible human beings can be that was the point was you know the world can be really messed up and awful and there's horrible people and let's just show you a bunch of these horrible people doing horrible things to each other and to themselves and th that we'll call it a day because mm -hmm. honestly not even for a single character i I don't think really any of the characters had any kind of satisfying end. I guess Sean was supposed to have, and Julia going away was probably really an amazing thing to do because then she doesn't yeah. have to be around Sean. She yeah. And I was really glad that um, Christian did give Sean a ticket to London to go <laughs> be with Julia. Cause I would have screamed, but, and I would have been like, Julia, change your locks. <laughs> 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 Sean's coming and you don't want him back in your life. Uh, but yeah, it was just kind of like, okay. And you had that whole scene when Christian's in bed and he has like the he, vision of Kimber who Kimber has yes. died by this time she committed suicide. Yeah. Um, and you know, he has that vision of her and her saying, you know, that was the, way, the only way I could get away from you and was to kill myself. And I'm happy now that I'm away from you. And it was just, and I mean, I got the point of it was so that Christian could do something to make Sean move away from him because he was drowning. He was taking Sean down with him. But honestly, I don't think it's Christian's fault that Sean was as screwed up as he was. I mean, I'm not saying their relationship was healthy because it wasn't, but I mean, the onus isn't on Christian that Sean is an ass. The yeah. onus is on Sean. So I, yeah. So that just bothered me. It was just kind of like, okay. It felt like we could have just wiped out, all six seasons and just had one episode yeah. <laughs> yeah. summed up the whole thing look at these horrible people look at what they do and then that's it well i mean just the fact like like eli said you use the next his next kimber well what happened to kimber you know exactly. and so like they're just gonna keep this cycle of of yuck i think this is definitely one show where um you don't really have anybody to root for i mean i I kind of found myself rooting for the people who kind of came into their lives and hoping that they would leave as quickly and as as, as safe as possible uh, because they were all so damaged in their own way. And, I mean, I, I really found it hard for myself to root for anybody, and, and that's mm -hmm. not usually the case during the show. You always have that one person or a few that you, you really truly openly and kind of secretly root for. And in this one, um, that person just didn't exist. It was just everybody. They were just horrible people. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned earlier Greek tragedies and with the chorus that kind of was that bridge between the audience and the the whole thing, the whole show was almost like a giant tragedy in Medea. She, you know, she kills her own sons just to, you know, 
have revenge on her husband and nobody wins. And, and in a way this was similar. I mean, nobody wins, nobody wins. And, and the whole, whole thing is horrible. And the whole, the whole point of having a tragedy was in, in Greek theater was to have kind of like this palate cleanser, this kind of like make you appreciate your own life. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's what this was, but it was a waste of six years worth of TV shows. With 24 episodes a season. I know, that was the other part. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so I mean, and we were, I was laughing because I called uh, one of the characters a misery chick. And um, I think that I was kind of the misery chick to kind of watch the whole damn show. Just because, I mean, really, what, what, what do you get from the show other than how not to be. Uh, yeah. But they're so, the character, of course, I mean, it's TV, of course they're over the top, but they're so over the top. It's just like, yeah, no, no. Cause if it reminds you of somebody in real life, that's probably not somebody you want to think about in the first place. And so there's not much entertaining going on, but if you're, if you're watching it deliberately to feel miserable, then that's your show. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to feel miserable, watch Nip Tuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thank you both then for also enduring this really <laughs> I feel like we should start a support group or something. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully oh, watch because um, Eli and Pasha are going to be returning next week when we talk about American Horror Story. Yeah. So hopefully that will be a little bit easier to <laughs> I mean that that show goes I mean it's that show goes crazy as well I mean it yeah. goes out there and it's wild and it's all sort and it has its own issues mm -hmm. but I think it's a little bit easier to tolerate than this oh yeah, oh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I we I we actually enjoy going back and watching you know uh, American Horror Story but uh but this one yeah like I said we were so excited and then we're just like uh, it's almost like a bad high school reunion. You get so excited to go and then you get there and you're like, I never liked these people in the first place. What was I thinking? It's <laughs> a good way to put it. I will say, I'm going to say again, it was really funny watching um, Fergie, who's a dog. She would watch some of these episodes with me and she watches TV. Like she's a dog that watches TV. And when they would do the surgery parts, <laughs> she would be like just entranced. <laughs> We have a little dog that does the same thing. And I kid you not, today, Eli was like, he really loves this show. And we're just like, Look. So it's a great show. Instead of paying extra to rent dog TV on your cable, just turn on Nip Tuck and your dog will be quite content. Just I know. I don't know what that says about the dogs, but hey. <laughs> thank you both then for enduring this. And I'm glad that American Horror Story won't be as much of a thing. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, I don't like all those seasons right. either, but it's a lot better than this. And watching American Crime Story, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a lot better and easier to go with. Too. Oh, yeah. But OK, well, thank you both so much. Right. So I just want to close out. And if you both want to say where you can be found, Eli. Yeah, you can find me um, on Facebook, Eli Bazan, or on Twitter, uh, Instagram at Kilted Patroller. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I didn't I, I should follow you on Twitter. It's kilted. Well, oh, well, no. Kilted patrol. <laughs> Pasha looks like uh no. <laughs> no. We're just we're just old and we do a lot of Facebook, but we're not cool oh, enough not to do Twitter. Instagram and, and Twitter as much. 
So a lot of my Twitter, for instance, just retweeting other people's stuff that I think is cool. But but be that as it may, <laughs> gives you the insight to what I think is cool, I guess. Um, so where can you be found then? Um, also, uh, Facebook, Pasha Eve, E-V-E, or um, our nonprofit is the Parasol Patrol. And we actually do a lot more social media on Facebook with Parasol Patrol than we do with any of our other social media, personal or otherwise, uh, put together. So, um, yeah, Parasol Patrol is a good way to find out anything Eli and I are up to. And also uh, Instagram and and and, and uh, Twitter as well. But like I said, we're old and not cool enough to know how to do all that stuff. Great. But... <laughs> And, and my, my Instagram and Twitter is Hapa Posh. Hapa is, is um, kind of a half Asian, half, half white person slang. So H-A-P-A and then my first syllable P-A-S-H, Hapa Posh. Yeah, I don't think I'm following you on there either. So yeah, well, we don't do much on there. So sorry. I know, I know, but still, I could probably would tag you and stuff if you. Yes, you don't. yes, because I tag you. Oh, no, that's that fine. That's yeah. totally cool. Yeah. <laughs> And this is Erin. You can follow me on Twitter at eAprilBeauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any feedback, if you'd like to tell us how wrong we are to hate this show, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I like the dog feedback. Yeah, I'm like, hey. It's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. Anyway, until next time, remember it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.